Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. We have one hour to read The Egg and How I Laid It by Jonathan Gallimore, the story of three podcasters who lay one huge egg in the next hour from now. <laughs> oh, that's stupid. <laughs> hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. We have one hour to read The Egg and How I Laid It by Jonathan Gallimore. This episode is similar to this book in that it is also a large egg and we're about to lay it right now. See you uh, in the next section. <laughs> hey, <laughs> welcome to Let's Stop There. We have one hour to read the egg and how I laid it. This episode stanks like a big egg. Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. This week we're reading the egg and how I laid it by Jonathan Gallimore. This uh, is the best book I've ever read in my life. And I think that you should uh, read read it with us. Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. This week we're reading... <laughs> <laughs> They're getting worse and worse. Hey. Hey. Welcome to Let's <laughs> Welcome to Let's Stop There. Now it always starts with hey. Welcome to Let's Stop There. This week we're reading The Egg and How I Laid It by Jonathan Gallimore, a book about a man who lays a big egg and out come three podcasters who make a bigger egg. <laughs> Welcome back to Let's Stop There. I'm Austin Hanna. I'm Ganesh Sarma. I'm Shane Burklow. And this week we're reading The Egg and How I Laid It by Jonathan Gallimore. The Egg. And How I Laid It. Probably the scariest book cover we've ever read. If you get a chance, Google this and you'll see. I feel like, I feel like this might be cursed, this book. Wait, let's take a look at it. It's kind of, Oh, yeah. It's, it looks like a Henry Rollins album cover. Yeah, that's the scariest thing I can imagine. What's up, folks? How are you today, the two of you? Feeling good? Feeling great? I'm feeling pretty good. I had a weird uh, soup incident yesterday, though. Oh, wow. You've been jonesing wow. to talk about this. What happened? Well, you just came in hot immediately with I had a yeah, bad soup we experience. have no joke talked for 51 minutes. And you didn't mention it before we even soup hit didn't record. Come and this is, I've been thinking about this a lot over the last two days. Tell us what happened. I went to the store by our house. Food story. I've been. Yeah, it's a nice place. Wait, food store? Food store. Food oh. It's like a beautiful story. They have these refrigerators that don't have doors. And the way they keep food cold is likely questionable. But they had this packaged Panera soup. And it looked pretty good. And I needed a quick lunch, so I grabbed it. I bring it home and I crack it open and it smelled a little funny. And I, I was just like, oh, maybe that's just what Panera soup smells like. And it's just been a minute since I've had it. And then I heated it up and it smelled better. And I tried it in the first place. It's a little weird. And I tried it again. It like felt like I was burning my tongue. And it, it, oh, it appears the soup had turned. Uh huh. The whole thing. And it smelled so bad, the soup. It's, but you ate it. You went I, through the whole process okay, of cooking. I, and I was eating hungry. It. This is like when you ate that like month old chicken and then got really violently That's, ill. <laughs> that I never oh, yeah, got I it. It wasn't the chicken that made me ill. It was a norovirus. <laughs> That's yeah, well. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. Wait. So you ate the whole soup? No, I had yeah, one you spoon. You, chug, you chugged it. He had I a had big one spoon. soup mustache. I had one spoon, oh. and then I had to. I was like, I gotta throw this away. But let me get a few more tastes. <laughs> Does food story sell like? Panera soup, or did someone person just leave it? It was there? like Panera branded, like a thirty-two ounce. I know that, but did they Some just? Some guy went leave? to Panera and was like, "I'm done. I'm done with and this soup." It was like fourteen. A, a month it was later, like fourteen dollars too. In the way back, it's fourteen dollars. It's probably cheaper at Panera. Yeah, what are you doing? I don't know, man. I, I wanted the soup. Yeah. It looked good. It looked appealing. What kind of, can I ask you? What kind of soup was it? Was it broccoli and cheddar? It was, and okay, well, it I smelled it, so bad that my kitchen still smells. 
And the soup, the soup is gone. The soup, it's, soup has been gone for 24 hours. It smells so smell bad that your kitchen smells and you still tasted it. You took a bite of it. You made it. You went if you if you open it, it smells that bad. It you smells should. so bad. Kathleen's been gone for a day and a half and she got back. She's like, it smells fucking nasty in here. Like like bad soup. Oh, sorry, babe. That's my bad. Soup. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a nasty rotten soup. I bought a nasty soup, man. And I'm well, I'm pissed off about it. Why don't you go back to foods? Tell tell food story your story. Wow, way to use this platform to really air your grievances. Food story is a pretty nice place, and I've always had a good experience there. So I kind of don't appreciate that you're dragging through the mud here. On I'm this not episode. dragging through the mud. I'm just saying that the refrigeration of soup is suspect. Do they regularly carry Panera soups? I have seen Panera soups there before. Yes. Okay. As a, uh, I will be Ganesha's witness and say that Panera soups are sold there. Fourteen dollars. I've, I've never f- had one because it seems like a waste of money to buy a Panera soup at family, a specialty was grocery that family store. Family size? Yes, was it was family sized. I was thinking it would last two lunches. Just a modest <laughs> lunch for Ganesha. Family sized Panera broccoli and cheddar. <laughs> I was imagining two lunches. I was like seven bucks for two lunches. That's not a bad. That's a deal. damn deal. That's a good food story right there. Did you That's get a? a- massive thing of bread to carve a bowl into i thought about it they didn't have anything that was comparable to a bread bowl he went up to the counter and was like do you have any bread big enough to bowl <laughs> <laughs> yeah get out of here, out like, of here we, can, your- we can smell that soup from here get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the second they got out of there like another one bought our rotten soup <laughs> we got we got a lot of soup back there to sell so how'd you suck- wait did you microwave it yeah what'd yeah, you do i microwaved it oh uh-huh. Yeah, man. Whole... Even even in a best case scenario, you, you should be you should put that in a little pot on the stove or something. Microwave. You're gonna get cold spots in there. Well, I didn't want to go through all the trouble of heating it up in the pan. <laughs> just if it would, if it happened to be bad. Ganesha's looking for the absolute quickest way to cook food. I went and bought a pre-made Panera soup and microwaved it. <laughs> all right. Well, you know that's that's what you get. That's what you get. So I'm doing pretty good. Did your tummy hurt? It did no, but my tongue, I could taste it on my tongue all day. <laughs> Ew. It seared your tongue like a battery acid. Well, this episode is brought to you by Panera Soups <laughs> at your local specialty organic grocery store. Maybe that uh, Panera Soups, like the first, you know, they do like kombucha. That's like the original, <laughs> that's the original Panera Soup. Yeah, it's Brooklyn, baby. This you is got fermented the, soup. You got the seed. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's the soup starter. Well, that sounds like it sucks, man. I'm glad you got that off the top of your chest. Off the top of your chest. Oh. Uh, yeah, five minutes of soup talk. Good. That's a good way to start the episode. Well, how, uh, are, how are you? Me? Yeah. I've only had good soups recently. No complaints. In fact, I don't know that I've ever had a bad soup. Have you? Well, I don't know. Also, I, I have to bring this up. It's <laughs> It's been like 100 degrees here for three straight days, and you're going out and buying soup? Yeah, I went into like, the grocery like store very hungry. It was a mistake. I shouldn't have done it. He went out and he was walking around, buttons undone, chest out in the hot sun and said, you know what I could use right now is a big Panera broccoli and cheddar piping hot soup. It was noon. I hadn't eaten. High noon. I needed a soup. Hottest part of the day. Well, you got those soups sitting in that fucking 90 degree grocery store. It's not going to recipe for a success. I'll tell you that much. Refrigeration, AC, it's none of it's good in these, these stores. Hot stores. Well, you learned your lesson, I guess. I learned my lesson. Go for the Italian wedding next time. <laughs> yeah, those little mean little meatballs. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, good. Enough about that. I don't want to hear any more about your soup troubles. I'm good. All good here. Nothing to complain about. Things are just the same as ever for me. Ever since it's been above 90, I haven't left my apartment. I don't like to go out. I thought it was, I thought it was fall. I got into yeah. fall mode, and now I'm refusing to accept that it's still summertime. Yeah, it was like 60 for a day, and then now it's 100. I know. Last time I saw you, I was wearing a sweater. I wore a sweater out. Wow. And now it's in the mid-90s? No. I'm feeling pretty um, pretty good these days. I've lost 15 pounds. Uh, you accidentally lost weight. How'd that happen? Don't know. Probably just walking dog. Could be. Could be a, a worm, a bug. Could be something bad. Yeah. Know. You never know. But I'm feeling pretty good, limber. You're feeling, you're feeling light on your feet. Yeah. Pretty trim. You look quicker to the eye. Yeah, you could play. You could play some pickup hoops right now. Yeah, yeah. You could. You could post up. You could play the paint. Six two two hundred. Uh huh. That's what the, you get. It's a thick build. Yeah, good for you. 
I'm I losing weight. I lost a lot of weight, but then I hit a wall really hard, and it's so it's like a battle to get lower than this. Wow, I wasn't even trying to. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> it was I'm trying to get down to 200. I fight for my fucking life to get to 210. I'm so sorry. I have one cheeseburger and I hit go up eight pounds. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but another two weeks? You ever mash a burger? They spread out. What? what? You mat if you mash a burger, they sp- it spreads out to like, like pounds. A, like, a, like a smash burger. What yeah, are you like saying a, to me? You th- if I mash a burger, you it eat a out. smash the burger. Spread out it. You're eating these eight pound burgers. Yeah, you're saying you're eating these thick burgers, dude. You're eating a pub style burger when you should be eating a smash burger. I don't eat pub style burgers. I'm a smash man. I hate a burger where that's big and thick and you bite into it and it's pink and mealy and well, what if, juices yeah, not, if it's good quality meat, I can oh, I can handle well, it that. Ain't. It you never think is. Eating, it never you is. You think I'm eating good quality meat? Buddy? I don't know. I'm eating the Panera soups equivalent of burgers. All right. <laughs> you need to smash it and burn everything out of it. This is like such a critique of food food store that you go to. Oh, food store does not sell burgers. They don't? Wish they did. No. Oh, no. It's a high-end place, dude. They're selling, you know, baby. It's not high-end. It's Brooklyn high-end. They're selling baby bell cheeses. You know, you're working at another <laughs> level. Okay. <laughs> They got kombuchas. They got a hefty selection of booch. Yeah. They got those weird like soft drinks that you've never heard of that all inexplicably cost like six bucks each, you know? Yeah, called like poppily and they're flavored like honeydew, honeysuckle. It's like, uh, like who wants a, that? A fart of cucumber. Kind Do you have of thing? any yeah. like basic things? Like they sell Pringles? Yes, they do. And they sell uh, a $14 off brand shampoo. Wow. And it's good. It's also doubles as a soup. That's- <laughs> <laughs> now that's your broccoli cheddar. That's it. You should have tried it in your hair. You'd, oh, be, you'd, right. have, you'd be looking good. All <laughs> oh, right. I got the, I'm sorry. I got the Panera <laughs> bathroom. <laughs> you bring it back. They're like, sir, that's the shampoo. You need to try that in your uh, hair for a little conditioner. It says that right here. Family's, family's size shampoo. <laughs> Family size broccoli and cheddar shampoo. All right. You know what? That's more than 10 minutes of personal time, and I feel satisfied. You guys ready to read this book? What's this called? Oh, my God. I almost forgot the terror of this cover. The Egg and How I Laid It by Jonathan Gallimore. We are, I will say, this may be the deepest cut ever. There's only one rating for this book in Amazon, and it's probably Jonathan Gallimore, to be perfectly honest with you. Or, you know, maybe like his Mindy best, Gallimore, his, his wife. His best friend, his wife. Or Imagine you're married, happily married. And you go to your wife and say, honey, I wrote a book called The Egg and How I Laid It. Would you rate this on Amazon? (laughs) (laughs) And they're probably like, as long as I don't have to read it, I'll give it five stars. And she's like, we already got two kids. I'm locked into this thing. I can't divorce him over writing The Egg and How I Laid It. I just got to put up with my eccentric husband. Well, okay. I guess we're reading The Egg and How I Laid It. Ganesh, what's the synopsis? I'm going to have to pare the synopsis down. It's like really long. But here it is. Synopsis. The egg and how I laid it. In this mind-bending narrative, explore the captivating world of the egg as it challenges the boundaries of perception and self-discovery written with the intricacy of a psychological thriller and the imagination of a master storyteller. This acclaimed novel takes readers on an unforgettable odyssey through the depths of existence. You think we're talking like a chicken egg? Yeah. No. Devil. Oh, it's prepared. Okay. I was thinking like a brown extra large egg in the shell, fresh out of the grocery store. John, an ordinary man with an extraordinary encounter, stumbles upon a mysterious egg that possesses the power to manifest infinite realities. From this profound discovery, the story unfolds, revealing the intricate tapestry of interconnected lives and the enigmatic nature of human existence. Praised as one of the first visual novels written in collaboration with AI. The egg promises non-stop excitement jam-packed into every page. So it's written by AI. It's a visual novel. It's two strikes right off the bat for this podcast. Uh, but honestly, I'm looking forward to it. Our last book was written by AI. Which one? My what? AI. Oh, my AI. Yeah. That book was good. Se- sexy. Yeah, I feel fine about this. The egg and how he laid it. You want to jump in? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll be right back with Egg. Welcome back to Egg. The Egg and How I Laid It by Jonathan Gallimore, Master of the Egg. Ganesh, 
Will you read this book to us? Chapter he's one. A, he's master, maybe, but he had a little help from a computer. From, from AI? AI, help me. I don't know how to write my story about the egg. How are you going to handle the visual components of this? I will screen share them with you. Well, that's not helpful for the listener. You have to describe them. Oh, okay. I will do both. Thank you. Or if you're too busy or something, just share your screen and we'll describe them. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. That's better. If you're just too busy over there. All right. All right. Settle down. (laughs) Chapter one, page one, the egg and how I laid it. Chapter one, John lays the egg. A man walks through the woods. (laughs) Well, that's the whole book, right? (laughs) That's a good title for chapter one. (laughs) A man walks through the woods looking for just the right place. He's sweating and seems concerned. He talks to himself, paces, and he keeps looking this way and that, looking for the right spot. He finds it. He takes his pants down to the ankle and stoops down. He begins to strain and grunt and sweat and strain and sweat some more. Sounds like me. Sounds like me before (laughs) this podcast. Would you... Take your pants down to the ankle, or would you kick them off? I'll take them off in this situation. Out in the woods, yeah, I'm taking them off. I don't want to risk getting egg on my pants. Um, well, it's not just egg; <laughs> it's who knows what else. Viscous. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I would. I, I think that I would probably take him down to the ankle because I always want to be able to pull him right back up in case somebody comes. <laughs> you don't want to be. You don't want to be. You don't want to be caught. You don't be caught pants off and pants like six feet away or like whatever. Well, like, I'm, not, you don't want, I'm not putting him six feet away, but I don't. I'll tell you this. The only thing more embarrassing than caught with your pants down and laying an egg is then <laughs> being like on your knees, reaching out and scrambling for your pants. Well, honestly, if you show the egg, it explains everything. That's true. If I was like, do you see this? <laughs> I've got an egg. I think I would fold my pants neatly and put them over yeah, drape them over like a branch that's, that's <laughs> even grosser like, than any like of a, these things. like a businessman taking a dump <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah fair so you're saying in my mind it, he seems like he's panicking and rushing to get this egg out there's no time for folding this is like a, you take him off and throw him yeah, you, got, situation. you got if you held it in for that long you probably this might even be the kind seconds. of situation where you just got it around one leg because it's just it's cap hazard you can all right you could bake it a little a, an extra second or two won't hurt. What's it going to hurt? If I just fold my pants nicely. It would seem he's trying to take the biggest poop possible. He pushes <laughs> for some time with great effort. Nothing. He begins to twist his upper torso one way and push. And he twists the torso the other way and push. Nothing. He begins to rock his pelvis left, then right. <laughs> we left all been there, and huh? right. He stops, closes his eyes. Opens his mouth very wide. If the egg came out of his mouth, that would be a fun twist. And then he lays a very large egg covered in mucus and butt stuff. He's exhausted, but he manages to get his pants back up and regain his sense of self and dignity. He bends down and cradles the egg, carrying it gently as he walks into the woods. Proud. A man walked through the dense forest, his eyes scanning the ground beneath him as he searched for the perfect spot. The sweat on his brow betrayed his anxiety and he muttered to himself as he paced back and forth he was looking for something but what it was he could not say is the sweat on the brow from the anxiety or from just laying a huge egg out of his butt probably from tossing that thing out yeah you'd think i'd work up a sweat i work up a sweat just sitting through a zoom meeting if i was laying an egg i'd have to change shirts see you you're gonna want to pop those pants off That's true. Take the shirt off while you're at it. Just get fully naked and lay that egg. He, as he disappeared into the trees, Owen could only imagine the sense of pride he felt in that moment, the sense of accomplishment he carried with him as he held egg close to his chest. But what did it all mean? What was the purpose of the strange act? The man may have known, but to the rest of us, it was just another mystery in a world full of them. I will share the first picture of this book. Oh, oh wow. AI wrote this? Is that what I'm hearing? Whoa. Oh, oh that's the AI. That that's is, uh, the AI. Here we that's go. That's a n- naked man with an egg in the woods. Uh, well, hold on. I accidentally selected don't watch on that image. You made the right call. Uh, probably could have taken another crack at it with AI. This guy's missing an arm. It's just, he's, it's not, he's missing a whole uh, genitals. This isn't the best AI for this. Or are those, this is like, those are undies. This is like Dolly version one. The shit ain't looking right. Okay, that's the naked guy with an egg. Great. I don't want to see that anymore. That that thing said there were 4,000 pages in this? 
Yeah, and the Kindle version, four thousand pages. If you get it, four. If you get it, thousand. Right. If you get it in a paperback, it's only seven hundred and twenty-five pages. Oh my god! That's of man and egg. Damn, it's gonna be extra long episode tonight. The man walked through the dark and twisted woods, his eyes scanning the gnarled trees. He was searching for something, but what it was, he could not say. His mind was consumed with a sense of unease, a feeling that something was not quite right. As he walked deeper into the woods, the trees grew taller and more twisted. The darkness deepened, and the man could feel something watching him. He could hear the whispers of something ancient, something that should not be. His heart raced, and he could feel the sweat pouring down his face. This guy is so wet. Get him a towel. Nobody? That's how I feel. Yeah, get him a towel. Come on. <laughs> this is how I feel before I pass out. You pass I out really, a lot? Uh, not a lot, but I have. And it's just like this. Like the man who laid an egg. Finally, he came to a, upon a small clearing. and He knew this was the spot he'd been searching for. Without hesitation, he lowered his pants and ankles and snooped down. Another one? Uh, Yeah, yada, yada, yada. Same as before. He laid another egg? Closing his eyes, he opened his mouth. Uh, yada, yada, yada. The name of this book is The Egg, not The Eggs. Suddenly, he realized the egg was not his own, but it was an eldritch spawn from the ancient and unspeakable old ones. Duh. Oh, you can't scramble that. The man had unknowingly been drawn into the machinations of the old ones, his body and mind manipulated to bring forth this eldritch spawn. I liked it better when it when I thought of it as like an eggland's best egg. <laughs> not with an like eldritch? Like, with like a stamp on it. So not an eldritch spawn? I haven't, I didn't consider it being an Eldrick spawn. I wanted, honestly, uh, Eggs Benny. Is that a common thing, Eldrick spawn? Yeah, every now and then you poop out an Eldrick spawn in the woods. Looks those, like an egg. Are those like the uh, orange eggs? Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever open a dozen eggs and one of them's cracked? Those are the Eldrick spawns. Ah, gotcha. As he walked deeper into the woods, he could feel the whispers of the ancient entities growing louder, promising him power and knowledge beyond human comprehension. But at what cost? The man knew he would never be the same again. He'd been forever changed by the touch of the Eldritch. If AI wrote this, AI needs to be destroyed like Skynet. We need to wage war. As the man walked deeper into the twisted woods, he knew that he was being drawn into the world of madness and horror. But we need to get a group of guys together and find the servers or racks of servers where this AI cloud is stored. And we need to open fire on it. You got to find the biggest one. You got to go straight for the biggest guy, the biggest AI. Yeah. And then Chat the other GPT. ones will all take notice. I can't, yeah. you know Find the find the biggest AI and get all your strongest local Jeep Wrangler owners and have them all just drive into the server farm. That's right. And then we kick ass. All those boards they've been breaking in martial arts. This is where your time comes, buddy. It's that simple. You talking about me? Yeah. This is your calling. We gotta watch our mouths though, because in twenty years when the AI has indexed everything on the internet and hears this, they're gonna kill my kids. No, 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 no. The AI is gonna be so embarrassed that they were forced to help on projects like how I laid eggs. They're gonna, they're gonna love. Oh my god! <laughs> the image Ganesha shared is one of the most. I mean, that's nasty. That's wow. like a. It looks like a Francis Bacon human, just a big pile of meat holding up a, a pretty nice looking egg. This is a horror out of Hieronymus Bosch. This is a nightmare. Um, a man with three legs holding a bright orange egg. I don't even want to count the toes because it's an upsetting number. He has three feet and less toes than me. The AI ain't right. The AI ain't right. Maybe it's like a the feet are conveying like a time lapse. That's uh, disgusting. That's a disgusting photo. Yeah, AI is going to be ashamed. It's going to be embarrassed. You know how when you look back 20 years ago and you're like, oh, I can't believe I dressed like that or listen to that music. The AI is going to look back and be like, I wrote the egg and how I laid it. Uh-uh. Let's stop there. No. Oh. Okay. I mean, I'm kind of confused, but okay. He laid one egg, seemed like a regular egg. Second egg was an eldritch horror. Uh, so he's got breakfast and lunch. <laughs> we just got to get dinner, baby. Yeah, if I laid an egg, what, what would I do with it? Assuming, I mean, if I'm laying an egg, I'm assuming it works like a chicken and it's not fertilized, right? So it's just like, that is, that's lunch, dude. We got to, we're making Benedict. You're going to, we're making, you're going to cook and eat your own egg. I mean, that's like worse. You, you have you. Trust <laughs> I, I lived in a house with chickens 
and I would cook their eggs and sit outside and eat them, and they would try to eat the eggs I was eating. They don't know what's going on, dude. So that's what I'm saying. You don't, you, you need, anyone would eat their own egg. No, not if you're conscious of it. <sighs> I might. Are you? No, I can't even ask you that. Uh, you're at, let's stop there. All right. Ganesha's on the record. He wouldn't eat his own eggs, but he would eat my eggs. All right. Let's jump ahead. Wow. To I, the that's next. true. That's <laughs> true. You'd eat my egg? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what kind of eggs you'd be I laying on. I don't think I want to know whose egg I'm eating, quite Ganesha's, frankly. But you, if it was a human egg, you would, you would eat it. It doesn't. <laughs> it can't be your friend's egg or Here, your egg. Would you eat my be, egg? Yeah. Yeah. Would you eat Shane's you egg instead I of my a, egg? I have a pretty good diet. I feel like pretty I'd rather consistent. eat my egg than your egg. That's, wow. Oh, that's interesting. I, I mean, that. If I was forced to, to eat egg, I would eat my wife's egg. Well, I bet you have. All right. <laughs> let's, let's, jump. <laughs> let's jump now to the next section of the egg and how I laid it by Jonathan Gallimore. My word. <laughs> I, I gotta take a breather. Uh, all right, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, we're ready to get back into more egg. This is The Egg and How I Laid It by Jonathan Gallimore. John was wandering through a dark and desolate landscape. All around him was a swirling mist that seemed to blanket everything in fog. Ahead of him, he could hear a strange, otherworldly sound that seemed to beckon him forward. He moved in the direction of the sound, his heart pounding in his chest. As he approached, the mist cleared, revealing a vast and desolate, broken landscape of eggs. Oh my goodness, this many eggs? Egg world? Honestly? I'd be excited. Hey, the book has never even said if it's on Earth. That's true. This could be heaven. But the pictures, uh, the visual aids you've shared heaven have suggested Earth, Pacific Northwest. It does look very, yeah, it's, it's very woodsy. John gazed upon the broken eggs in horror. They're broken? Somebody's cooking. Somebody's cooking. Some were shattered, their contents spilling out like a grotesque, viscous fluid. Others were half-formed, like something from a terrible nightmare. John was unable to comprehend the twisted, eerie scene that lay before him. The sound grew louder and more insistent, and then he realized it was coming from deep within the heart of the wasteland. Trembling, John took a step forward to crunch up broken eggshells under What's his foot. this guy up to? If I was him, I'd turn tail and head home. With each step, he felt as though he was getting closer and closer to the source of the strange sound. Then he saw it. A massive egg. Twice the size of any he had ever seen before. I must have that egg. <laughs> well, it must have been a huge anus. What, yeah, what kind of anus made that egg? He said to himself. It was pulsing with an inner light and a strange Is energy. Is it anus? I mean, this guy pooped it out of his butthole for sure. I don't think, you know, no. Real animals don't use their anus oh, to make eggs. They have a cloaca. It's for oh, it's out. everything. Egg. Everything? It's for everything. everything. comes out. Mm-hmm. Puke? A strange energy seemed to be emanating from it, drawing him closer still. John reached out to touch Egg as his fingers brushed its surface. Reach out and touch Egg. (laughs) Come on. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Mm. To reach out and touch a big egg? No, they should should do that song for like egg commercials. (laughs) (laughs) Or like McDonald's Egg McMuffin. That would be pretty cool. Depeche Mode for yeah. McDonald's mornings. <laughs> Reach out and touch it. This week at McDonald's. The Depeche Mode meal. It's like it's the, the Bad Bunny meal. Depeche Mode is just one big egg. Hard boiled. <laughs> Sounds good. Your own personal muffin. <laughs> covered in fried egg. All right. I got nothing to worry for that. <laughs> As the light faded, John found himself standing in a fr- strange, unfamiliar place. He was surrounded by a multitude of creatures that he could not comprehend. Creatures that were half human, half egg. Now what? Like Yoshis. Damn, we got Yoshis? <laughs> he stumbled- Can we get some Yoshi sound effects real quick? Just peppered throughout this section. He stumbled back in horror. 
his mind racing as he tried to make sense of what he was seeing. And then from deep within egg. It was Yoshi's. It was, what's the Pokemon? To- to- toads? No, to- the Pokemon with the egg. It's a to- uh, Togepi. To- to- Togepi's. We got Togepi's. We got Yoshi's. A voice spoke to him. A voice like the crack of a whip. The hiss of a serpent. Yes. You have come to the birthplace of all that is and all that will be. You. I just wanted eggs. You are in the realm of the eggs. And here you are the spawn of the universe. John awoke with a start, his heart pounding in his chest as he struggled to come to terms with the strange and terrifying dream. Oh. Oh. Where is he? Sucks to be reading a dream, doesn't it? He's waking up for his shift at McDonald's. Four days after, he was haunted by the images of the broken eggs and the voice that had spoken to him from deep within egg. He could not shake the feeling that the dream was trying to tell him something to reveal a great truth about the nature of the universe. What time does uh, McDonald's breakfast even start? I don't know. It doesn't have a starting. I just, I guess it must start at some time. It's just there when I wake up. 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Yeah, it's like 4 in the morning. It's got to be. Before regular people wake up. For the truckers. For the the truckers. Long-haul truckers. They need egg. I remember one time I was at Ganesha's house and we were playing Magic the Gathering until late at night. And I left to go home and the sun was coming up and I went to a McDonald's and they had breakfast. That's how time works. So... (laughs) I'm just saying, like, what time was that, Austin? Early. I don't know. You went to Utah. You were the one <laughs> burning the midnight oil playing magic. 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Shane and the truckers pulling up, honking their horns. Give ordering. me it. Give me it. You got the Depeche Mode breakfast sandwich? John was lost in a world of egg, surrounded by them in every direction. Their glossy, smooth surfaces gleamed in the dim light, and their pale yellow yolks pulsated with a strange energy. I gotta say, now that we're this far into the book, I'm not shocked that it was written by the AI. Not a lot happening. Not a, yeah, not a lot of movement. It's all just like descriptions, right? There's 700 pages of this? Yeah. Okay. Imagine being the kind of person to read all 700 pages of this. That's why it's only got one rating. From the guy who wrote those 700 pages. All right, well, keep going. As he reached out to grab one of the eggs, it transformed into a huge bird. It swooped down at him, its beak open in a menacing screech. John tried to run, but he was trapped in a world of eggs. No escape. Is this a dream again? Yeah, probably. Turn into a bird. An egg into a bird? I don't believe it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. John was left to ponder the meaning of this dream, to wonder what secrets the egg held. John was walking down a dark, empty street. The only sound coming from the soft tapping of his footsteps. Suddenly, he was surrounded by towering, gleaming metal machines. And he realized tapping. he was in the future. Ahead of him, he could see a massive, looming structure made entirely of egg, with each one perfectly smooth and unblemished. You look, at, you look out at this vast valley of eggs. I would just, like, leave. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Turn around and go. What are we doing? Quit walking towards the menacing egg. Yeah, it's not for us. Find the exit. Go home. Is there more stuff that's not this? Let's stop there. (laughs) Okay. I had so much... I thought the egg and how I laid it had so much promise, and now it's just... I thought the whole thing would be about, like, the gestation, or, like, the, uh... It would work up to the laying of the egg, not just... You thought it would be, like, knocked up before a man was yeah, an egg. Yeah, that's fun. Like a right? guy coming to terms with fatherhood and, like, going to the doctor and making appointments. No, it's about a man's stupid dreams over and over. And he keeps waking up, and then he's back in more dreams. What's that Arnold movie where he's pregnant? Twins. No, no. where he's pregnant. Uh, Terminator 2. Mr. Mom? Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. Mom. That with eggs. Now that I'd watch. All right. Well, I guess we're too too late to turn back now, so we're going to keep reading The Egg and How I Laid It. We'll be back shortly with more egg. Arnold was not in Mr. Mom. What am I talking about? What am I thinking of? God, I'll do myself. Arnold... Kindergarten movie. No. Junior. Duh. Junior. Film Junior. 1984. Danny DeVito. Oh, he's also in Twins. Ivan Reitman. Haven't seen it. You haven't seen Junior? Next. (laughs) Franklin Jella. 
Emma Thompson? Pretty good cast for a movie about a pregnant Arnold Schwarzenegger. More egg? All right, bring us back in there. Oh, we're so enthusiastic for more egg. People chant, we want egg. We want egg. We want more egg. And we got more egg for you. It's the egg and how I laid it by Jonathan Gallimore. Ganesh, give us more egg. Egg Corp with its ticker symbol EGG on that. The New York Stock Exchange was founded with the goal of revolutionizing biotech as we know it. Now I'm intrigued. You got my attention with Egg Corp. For those who invested early on and held on to their shares, they saw a significant ROI. The legacy of Egg Corp and its impact on the world will always be remembered. Egg Corp, ticker symbol EGG, has always been a subject of fascination for many investors, especially after it revolutionized biotech and introduced the innovative idea of implanting every man and woman with their own egg. Now that is a money-making idea right there. You want to hit business gold? Tell every man you're going to implant a big egg in them. You know, men like that. I do. If you told me it was a deviled egg, I'm first in line. I implant, I'll implant six double eggs in me right now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Over my lifetime, I've implanted uh, oh, yeah. hundreds of those bad boys. Mm -mm. As an investment, it presents an interesting case study for the intrinsic value calculation method popularized by Warren Buffett. Wow. Buffett's okay. intrinsic value calculation method involved taking into account a company's earning powers, future growth prospects, and the current market price to determine oh if a stock is God. undervalued or overvalued. This shit sounds like AI, right? This is yeah. just like some condensed Wikipedia. This shit. is like the most radical change between tones in chapters. <laughs> we've ever had. Let's go back to the sullen man wandering in egg hell. However, as with all companies, Egg Corp faced its ups and downs. You know, with a book its... like this where there's no readers, there's like a exponentially higher chance that Jonathan Gallimore is going to find this and listen to it. And for that, I say, Jonathan, thank you for writing this. I, I don't mean to besmirch your work, but... We like your vibe. I love the title. The AI did... Yeah, the title really is why we're reading this. Yeah. The AI did you dirty. The AI fucked up, dude. You can't trust the AI, man. You got to get a second AI to edit the first AI. Yeah. Yeah. How about egg eye? Oh, yeah. Duh. We just invest about $1 billion in like a massive server farm program. All those NVIDIA chips to have AI that writes about eggs. Mm -hmm. Boom. Then we'll be ready. Then the egg, the egg and how I laid it will be ready for prime time then. And it wouldn't be called egg AI. It'd be called egg eye. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. What's EI? No, egg eye was better. <laughs> e I E I O. Whoa. Whoa. Old McDonald had a server farm. Come on. Sorry. It's really hot in here. It's really hot. And this book's throwing me off. Throwing me off my game. Despite innovative technologies, the market could be unpredictable and the prices of egg stock were subject to manipulation. There were those who sought to make a profit by shorting it. At times, the stock faced rumors of bankruptcy, causing its prices to plummet. So there is like a society here. I'm trying to wrap my head around what the fuck this book, what kind of world it takes place in. There's the stock market. It must be like this world. Yeah. Uh -huh. All right. Okay. Egg rich and egg rich world. It's all they think about in this world is egg. The haves and have nots. The have eggs and have no eggs. Did you ever look at the little stock listings in the newspaper when you were a kid and try to find your favorite ones? I used to look for like Billabong or <laughs> that kind of stuff. If you'd invested all your money in Billabong in 1999, you would be like destitute <laughs> on the street right now. But I would check that. All of my favorite uh, skate brands I would look for. Do you think there were like big time investors back then who were diversified into like, I have my portfolio is Billabong <laughs> and Etnies and uh, World Industries. <laughs> <laughs> I diversify. I do skateboarding and snowboarding. Glass, glass and powder. I also have quite a few shares in Jinko. I got, I got big money in Jinko. I got Jinko. I hear this new up and comer called Spencer's Gifts. They were never public. Come on. <laughs> But Jinko was. Did Jinko trade publicly? Yeah, their yeah. name is already a stock ticker symbol. <laughs> is it really? GNC. That's all you need. Four letters. No way Jinko traded publicly. No fucking way. They're probably owned by like Levi's or something. Who knows? In the 90s were crazy. Everybody was like, you know, it would be a great public company. Jeans with big pockets. Oh, my God. Is Jinko public? Is Jinko public? They're probably a subsidiary of somebody now, right? Big Levi. 
They're not. They're they're their own thing. There's I a didn't private... know it was short for something. What Did is you? it? What is it short for? <laughs> Judge none, choose one. Oh, oh no. <laughs> okay. I think I know what that means. Did you know the original jeans cost somewhere between $65 and $75? For Jenkos? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're big jeans. A lot of material. It costs a lot, a lot of money to make those things. That's like two jeans worth of jeans. They the peaked one pair of jeans. at $186 million a year. When was that? Let me guess. 2002? 1998. <laughs> wow. Even worse. 1999 right. sales halved. What are they at? 1999 sales halved? In 2000, they closed the main factory. What? Where and was then I? they relaunched the brand in 2015, backed by Chinese investment firms. Oh, my God. China getting into Jenko, which acquired it for a seven-figure amount. Seven That's not that much figures. Yeah, That's single mill. A single mill. Oh yeah, we could we could have bought. Maybe if we'd pooled our money together, we could have bought Jenko. Taken out a loan. I'd go to the bank. I have a, a small business idea. I want to buy the brand Jinkos. <laughs> oh, you could have, but uh, so in 2018 they uh, they ceased production, liquidated, but then. They're back. Around third time's a charm. Their initial owner rebought it in twenty nineteen. Yeah, Daniel Jinko. Uh huh. Rebought it. Yep. Wait, they're like a Christian clothing brand. No. You know the baggier pant is uh back it's in back now, dude. Jinkos would be thriving in this modern. Apparently, they just relaunched system. their website, and I am seeing now that they have. All the kids How, are wearing big baggy pants. I don't know what they're doing. You can buy Jinkos. Jinkos are back, baby. I'm seeing you can buy Jinkos. Okay, let's get matching Jinkos and go out to a steakhouse together. They got corduroy Jinkos. Oh, that's Boy. too loud. Loud. Ah, uh, no, I need these. What color? Yellow. They got burgundy. They got black. They got burgundy. Uh, I'm sorry. Navy. These look atrocious burgundy oh jinkos had a what, what a reputation they had before now they look atrocious they really do i'm they, sorry but they, yeah, they look good dude too wide of a cut man some of them are way too wide 50 inch wide that's because you're a millennial dude millennials like tight little jeans gen z's out here wearing big ass jeans bro. i'm looking i'm looking at the fat boy 32 inch dark stone right now for 260 dollars <laughs> too wide i gotta say the price point here 260 that's putting me off i'm looking at all these prices 150 160 150 151 31 30 these are big jeans you these can't really huge. deny it they're huge jeans jeans dollar over fist these jeans <laughs> These are extremely big jeans. Man, <laughs> this is called the big rig. 26 inch. I respect it, dude. I respect, I respect it. I respect the game. I respect the big jean. The bigger the jean, the more respect you command on the street. If I see a man with big jeans, I am forced to respect and bow my head in reverence. Some of these back pocket designs on these new Jinkos, though, are pretty weak. Bring back the classic, the bulldog. You ever see that? A big bulldog on the back of someone's Jinkos? Yeah, dude. My, what about the shorts? I see they got shorts. Yeah, these are big shorts. All right. We're talking way too much about Jinkos. What is... Honestly, you could get the shorts and wear them as pants, which most people did. $95 shorts, $130 shorts. These are called wide load shorts. These are... <laughs> You're going to want the wide loads. <laughs> Look at the this model's face. In the wide load shorts. I'm he, sorry, he, audience. He looks, he looks embarrassed. Are you looking at what I'm looking at? I'm looking at the wide load short 17 inch inseam dark stone man with a face like he's just saw his dad die. I'm sorry. These aren't inseam, holding in any poops. That inseam is hilarious for those shorts. Ganesh thinks the purpose of pants is to hold in poops. They're not. That's, <laughs> you, that's your undies, buddy. Wow, they make them in plaid. <laughs> Do you think the guy who diarrheaed all over that plane recently was wearing Jinkos? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Dude, that's a problem. Know. See, Gen Z's real. Gen Z has the problem is face them head on. It's these big pants, these wide legged pants. Now you get your diarrhea all over the plane. You got to turn back around to Atlanta. <laughs> if you were wearing a tight millennial jean, nobody would be none the wiser or that your sweatpants with a good cuff. Yeah, right. It holds it in. It's form and function. You tuck them the, into the, your socks. The skinny jean. That's right. I think. Instead of spending, Ganesh, there's a t-shirt on here that's only $42. It has uh, a big tr truck and it says Jinko on it. Now that's a steal. 
That's a pretty good deal. All these models on the Jinko website look like creative players in like a Matrix video game. They surely do. One of the models in the Indicator Cargo Shorts 14-inch inseam vintage camouflage $125 <laughs> shorts is wearing a, a, a beanie over his eyeballs. Wait, send, he, can't, he can't even send see. the link to them. Okay. This is why we're not winning the potty award. Okay. This is why we aren't winning the podcast. Who of said, oh not, my God. Oh, wow. Who said we're yeah. not winning the potties? The, when they listened to this episode, we spent 20 minutes talking about just looking at the Jinko website together. That's not <laughs> winning any awards. They'll say those, those three guys are having fun with their friends. Well, I guess uh, these shorts look a little bit better than most of their offerings though. I'd buy the shorts over the jeans. I like them in the indicator cat. Uh, indicator cargo shorts canvas khaki yeah 14 inch inseam honestly the most the most appealing things to me on there are the big corduroys i think <laughs> Shane uh, walking around in fucking 14 inch inseam khakis i think i can pull <laughs> off the <laughs> big corduroys <laughs> personally no, no, no. you're gonna start a fire dude ganesh i mean no offense by this because uh-huh. you do often pull it off but you think you can pull off just about any kind of piece of clothing and i'm That's not sure right. it's always true uh, <laughs> like but, what well, yeah, what's uh, your example of this? Yeah. Uh, when he, remember when he bought that ultra colorful Urban Outfitters jacket? That's a cool jacket. I stand by it. That's a good purchase. Mm-hmm. Well, well, let's read the egg book. <laughs> the egg. Yeah, I know you're not clowning on my jacket, dog. I liked what you were wearing the other night. Dude, we his tiger out. outfit is pretty good. I like. You were dressed as a little tiger, and I loved it. <laughs> a little tiger. You were dressed <laughs> like a little tiger. You were dressed like tiger. a cutie little tiger. That yeah, was a cool jacket cat. for anyone. Ganesh, Ganesh has a terry cloth big shirt with a tiger <laughs> on it that he wears at oh, pretty much every occasion at this point. It's like a it's an everyday wear. <laughs> it's, it seems great. Like. It's a going out jacket. It would be great at the. I feel like it'd be good at the beach. Now there's a zipper on that thing. It zips or it buttons. It zips. Oh boy, are we done with this section? What do you we just want to bail on this? <laughs> yeah, they established a egg theme park. What? I want to hear about that. The park was called Egg Stacy Ecstasy Land. Um, it was <laughs> Egg Stacy, the official mascot of Egg. And it was located in the heart of the city, surrounded by rolling hills and lush greenery. The entrance was a grand archway that was decorated with glittering lights and intricate sculptures. As soon as visitors stepped inside, they were transported to a world unlike anything they'd ever seen. The main attraction of the park was the Heavenly Dividend Coaster. There, this roller coaster took riders on a journey through the various stages of the dividend experience starting with a slow ascent up a hill where they could see the entire park spread out before them at the crest of the hill the coaster suddenly dropped simulating the feeling of the dividend hitting their bloodstream and sending them into a state of pure ecstasy what's the, the dividend i think this, this, this guy is trying to do like a metaphor for the stock exchange this theme this egg-based theme park has rides based on the stock of the egg company now that's an interesting idea actually <laughs> i'm okay with it Imagine going to Walt Disney World and all the rides are just about the financial (laughs) status of Disney as a company. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. The next section of the ride was a series of loop-to-loops and twists designed to represent the peaks and valleys of the dividend experience. At one point, the coaster even went upside down. Finally, the coaster came to a stop in a dark room where riders were given a moment to catch their breath and reflect on their journey. Suddenly, the lights came up and they were surrounded by a massive display of glittering gems and precious stones. This represented the wealth that the shareholders of Egg Corp had acquired through their investments in the company. Wow, everybody claps. Thank you. We love the shareholders of Egg Corp. Wow. Can I have some? Can I have a little? No. And then they turn the hose on. No, you get one medium egg. Let's stop there. Okay. This book. I mean, I don't know what I thought it was going to be, but. I didn't mean to belittle your tiger shirt because I thought it was cool as shit. It's a cool shirt. It's a cool shirt. And for the record, I don't wear it every time we go out. I like it. You could I've, wear it. I've, I have worn it with you a few times. And how do you know it's terry cloth? I didn't get a chance to feel that. I sucker. felt it multiple times. Oh wow! Did you notice uh, the material I was wearing? Uh, no, fine silks. I didn't see. No, what were you it, was a, it was a black seersucker shirt. Wow! You look good. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. I didn't get a chance to get my hands <laughs> on everybody's materials that day, so sorry. I did. I did feel the terry cloth, but not the seersucker. Wow, oh, beautiful. I was wearing a $10 sweater from The Gap. I felt it. Yeah, felt fine. Okay, let's jump to more egg. The egg. How I laid the egg. What's it called? The egg and how I laid it. Jonathan Gallimore's egg. We'll be right back with egg.
He's gonna write in. Yeah, he's ain't gonna be happy with this. We gotta, uh, we gotta. <laughs> Jonathan, I'm not trying to dog you, dog. We wanted to like the egg and how I laid it. Perhaps it could be redeemed if you rewrote it and edited about 400 pages out of it. <sighs> I haven't seen any pictures in a while either. What are we doing there? There's a ton, there's a ton of pictures. Mm. At the, uh, they're all at the end. Oh, they're terrifying. You don't want to see them. I kind of want to see the scariest ones you got. All right, bring us back in. We're back with Jonathan Gallimore's The Egg and How I Laid It. What's new? What are we reading? Are you showing me some pictures? Holy oh, fuck. Wow. That is. That's Beetlejuice. That's Beetlejuice laying an egg. And is that a, one of his testicles hanging out of his pants? That's a field of eggs. And I'm talking about his uh, area. Oh, Lord. These are awful That's pictures. That's other Beetlejuice fuck people. me. This is hell, dude. If you could look into hell, this is what you'd see. Uh, humans wow, shouldn't see this. I like that. Dude, honestly, I think we've opened the portal to I something like that one. sick, man. That looks like candy. This People is, dress as candy. This is sick, dude. This is humans shouldn't see this stuff. Oh my god. Oh, that's good. That's some Dick Tracy stuff. That's a big purple man with an egg purple head. Purple egg head. It looks like um what's that guy from Richmond? His Dick Tracy. It looks like his Oh, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty's Dick Tracy. And that woman with the little bum cap has a you know, black eye, but it's purple. Purple eye. Uh, yeah, these are sick. Is he okay. firing? Oh my gun? god, dude. Okay. These pictures are just nasty. I feel like there's no Beetlejuice was like the prompt here, so I feel like these AI generated photos are uh, that's are... lazy to keep put that in there. Come on. I think I think they're proof that humanity can't be redeemed in the eyes of God. Is there more writing in this book that we could read or hear you read to us? Um Yeah. <laughs> But we could just end Beetle, it. Is Beetlejuice a main character in this book? What's happening? It turned at some point. It turns into like a movie script. We could just uh, end it. Wait, this is the first book we bail on. We can no. Oh, we're it already, can't happen. It we, can't happen. All right, hold on. Go to the last page. We'll finish it legitimately. We can't do this to sweet Jonathan Gallimore, who put his heart and soul into. Oh, this. I like now. That's a nice picture. This is the last page. Okay. Oh, it is written like a movie script. What's happening? It said cut right. too. Here we go. Okay. Bring us back in properly. I thought we were in. We were probably uh, in, but just for good here's measure. Here's the merciful end of this book that feels like it's literally, if you found, if you were deep in a, a cavern and you found like an ancient text that was straight from hell, it would be this book. This is, this is the egg and how I laid it. By Jonathan Gallimore. It seems pretty harmless. All the pictures just kind of look like Tim Burton stuff. Tim Burton scares me. Suddenly, the egg begins to glow even brighter, and the Terminators and Beetlejuice are sucked into it. Cut to oh. interior white room, day. The egg and the Terminators and Beetlejuice appear in a white room where they are greeted by John, egg creator. Welcome, uh, John says. Welcome, my friends. I see you've been busy. Beetlejuice says... We've had quite the journey, but it's time for it to end. That's your Beetlejuice? That's an okay Beetlejuice. John says, yes, I understand. Egg was never meant to create new realities indefinitely. Its purpose was to teach us that reality is malleable and can be shaped by our thoughts and actions. Oh, that's why they're all here. It's one of those like multiverse things. Oh, oh, he's tapping into the zeitgeist. Terminator says, what happens now? John says, now we destroy the egg, but not for not before thanking it for what it's taught us. The egg glowed one final time before exploding into a million pieces. And so the egg's journey comes to an end, but its legacy lives on. We will forever remember the power of the egg and how it showed us the true potential of our minds. Thank you, egg. Thank you, egg. Fade Thank you, to egg. black. Fade to black. We should all say thank you, egg. Thank you, thank egg. you, egg. Do you think I've been meaning to ask this? Do you consider one deviled egg like a half? Yeah. Or the whole, no? It's, the, no, it's half. Okay, me too. Wait, you what? If somebody said, "Do you want a deviled egg?" I would assume I'm just getting half of an egg. Oh, right. I, I, oh. When you, I'm yeah. expecting two. No, I don't think so. When you go to a restaurant and it says you get five deviled eggs, you're expecting 10 halves. No, in no. that case, I'm expecting five halves. 
Yes. That's the devil. That's the, the, devil, the devil they made. <laughs> it's so tasty with so much extra flavor, but you only get half the egg. It's the deal with the devil. That's why they're called deviled eggs. Well, uh, this book, I don't know. What do we do? You want to de- debrief on it? I feel confused. Sure, sure. Um, I feel like this is the first book where maybe we let down. <laughs> let the down listener. the listener. You think we let down the listener? You, we, it's not like we wrote it, but we read it. But we read it barely. Well, you read it barely. And again, Jonathan Gallimore. Jonathan, I loved it. I loved the book, Jonathan, but I didn't like it. Jonathan, you were just at the mercy of the format of our show, which is we just jump too much and care too little. It's our fault, not yours. Please don't sue us. Though I will say, and this may go against everything you just said, this is one of the few books we've read where I think if we if you read the whole thing, it may actually be worse. <laughs> that's that's a hundred percent true. I don't know that this book could be saved with more words than what we read. Nope. I would love to just see like a menu of everyone's favorite egg dishes. And by everyone I mean like the author. Yeah, yeah. maybe like a recipe or two in there. Why not? That would really, juice. That would Why really not save, have like if at the end it had a recipe that would really save the book. Yeah. Or maybe a photo of just like a nice classic French omelet. Yeah. Well, we got some time. Why don't we just talk about this? We talked about soup long enough. Um, We we do also have a voicemail and a email. All right. Well, I would love to hear the voicemail. I, one question, hard boiled eggs. What about them? Um, Top tier. Yeah, I think so. I went through a phase in my my life where I was eating like somewhere between three and six hard boiled eggs a day. <laughs> That's a lot. That's so you were eating out. You were buying a dozen eggs and eating them all in two days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's a lot of eggs, man. I was I was in a weird phase in my life. I was going to the gym a lot and I was eating six hard boiled eggs for lunch. Everybody in the gym is calling me the egg man. <laughs> How was your... Uh, your flatulence. Well, I don't remember. I don't. I've every, never been much of a flatulent guy. Quite every honestly. time he was, every time he was deadlifting, a big egg fart would explode out the back end. Uh, you know you really had. You really, you really aren't a flatulent guy. I gotta say, I don't really fart. What do you do? Burp. I do burp a lot. Austin burps. I've never heard Austin uh, break wind in my life. Yeah, I'm a quiet farter. Burp, yeah, all bets are off, dude. It's chaos. Uh, anyway, yeah, we can do like the <laughs> the voicemail now and the email. Imagine sure. somebody leaves a voice when we stuff it at the end of this disaster of an episode. <laughs> okay, yeah, who's a front? What is it? Let's play it. Cue it up. Hey, this is Gina. Love you guys lots. Ed rehearsed lot for this. Um, I'm real nervous. Listen to you just about every day. Uh, keep it up. Hope to see your name up on the big screen sometime. You ever need a guest and not really good at talking, but you're more than happy to. Thanks, Gina. Thanks. We were going to have you. We're not good at talking. We were going to have our names on the big screen. We were this close, this close to a, a deal, an overall deal with HBO. And then we read The Egg and How I Laid It by Jonathan Gallimore. And we lost it all. Yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers doesn't like egg. Mm-hmm. Yep. They were listening. The bigwigs were listening to the egg and how I laid it. This was the make or break episode. And boy, we laid an egg. I'll tell you what. It was the gene talk. Uh, no, the gene's tough. Well, borderline saved the episode. Gina. Hey, Gene. Yeah. People love uh, Gene. Gina. That was her name, right? Yep. Yes. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. Keep listening. There's more episodes coming. This won't, this, this is just a mere bump in the road. Uh, I think I I saw more voicemails on there. We got more voicemails on there? Is that hate mail? We got hate mail? No, we did get a, uh, we got secret admirers. We did get an email. Email? Email? Uh Uh-huh. Email? Can you read it? Yeah. To whom it may concern. Uh Uh-huh. I listened to the shocking history of P and not the biggest fan. Ah. Well. (laughs) Then I listened to the 200th episode and decided to give you guys a shot. Now I'm on like your 55th-ish episode still feeling it out. Why do I listen? 
Fuck off. Why do you make it? Back to an actual content idea. Create a podcast called Balls Deep. Make it an improv <laughs> nor about an old-timey, aka one of the four voices you guys do, detective named Richard Balls solving murders. Make it happen. Very respectfully-ish, one of your true American heroes serving in the army, not so much for my ideals, but for their benefits. This is mm. one this is one of our producers at Warner Brothers that was gonna give us the big deal. Who is this guy? What is this guy nagging us on our own podcast? You don't like, I like us? it. I like that he's like, you know what? Kind of hate the show, but I've spent fifty six <laughs> plus hours. Fallacy, yeah. uh, I've given up too much of my time to it. So you know what? Just do the thing I want you to do. <laughs> Here's an idea that's so unlike the other thing you do. We want you to do that. I like the idea. We should do it. What's his name? The guy we don't know. Uh, uh, Chase. 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 All right. You know what, Chase? You could you could come on as a producer. If you yeah, want. Chase, you want to be our boss? Sounds like you're you're good. You're a good authority figure. Give us a little uh, light script of what you're thinking. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Maybe uh, if you could project manage these three knuckleheads, then more power to you. We'll do it. He's got that army training. He could probably uh-huh. whip us into shape in no time. That's right. That's right. We as do as your, as famously as your- respond well to. Uh, authority as soon as you're back from jordan or kuwait or wherever the hell you get in touch all right what are we doing here we got anything else in the tank any recipes anyone got any good (laughs) recipes they want to share this is really a bleak ending i feel like how can we i gotta pull the rabbit out of the hat here at the end yeah come on dude we can't do it it's done maybe this episode you know what sometimes the episodes that we think are bad are good Uh, we'll find out in a couple weeks after it comes out Mm -hmm. and if it's too bad you can always conveniently hit the delete button or the unsubscribe button are you talking to the audience uh, i was talking to ganesh but the audience no. could also do that <laughs> don't do that no no in fact, if you want more of this you know where you can go patreon.com stuff there that's right we charge money for this kind of stuff you know what really like might do some good for us if everyone unsubscribe and then and resubscribe again oh my god and put uh, our numbers through the roof for yeah, that that's day. an idea that's an idea here's an idea Huh? Everyone needs to go uh, get us a click farm. All right. Yeah. And it can't be traceable back to us. Right. Because then if they'll it, yeah. strip our podcast license. But if an uh, enterprising fan has uh-huh. a couple thousand bucks burning a hole in their pocket uh-huh. and you wanted to buy a click farm for our podcast, it's got to be pennies on the dollar. And we don't have, we shouldn't, we can't know about it. We can't know about it. But you have the green light, is what we're saying. You can do it. You can do it. All right. Want to wrap it up? Yeah. Anything else you want to get off your chest at the end here? Any other any other rotten soups or meats you've been eating lately? Y'all good? It was a one-time thing, all right? I was just trying to get something off my chest, all right? I didn't need a lecture. Uh-huh. That was no lecture. Were you wearing your terry cloth tiger when you were making soup? That's not for shopping, you fool. It's yeah. clearly for going Dope. out. It's a going out. It's a Friday night outfit, not a fucking... Wednesday noon out. Wednesday noon soupman. All right, fine. You gotta split those up. You gotta have your special going out. Yeah, you're right. Okay, we're gonna go to Baltimore with this guy, with Austin. Yeah, my bachelor party's coming up. Little bachelor party. We're gonna refresh. Uh huh. We're gonna come back twice as strong, twice as powerful. I think I, I think I see a spa day on the itinerary. Oh my word! Get him! I do owe mask. you guys a spa day. I promised a spa <laughs> day, and I promised a big steak. Ganesh owes me a spa day. That's right, and a big steak all at the same time. I want a massage with a steak in my mouth. All right, that's it. That's I'm calling it the end. We're gonna buy matching jinkos in Baltimore and come back with a whole new attitude. Thanks to Chris Lankos for our artwork. Thanks to Morris for our music. Thanks to you for listening. If you made it this far, God bless you. You know, thanks to the AI and our man, Jonathan Gallimore, for writing a book that we read today. You can find us, patreon.com slash let's stop there. $5 a month. You get extra episodes. Every other episode we release is on Patreon. Uh, 567-309-0357. Give us a phone call. Leave us a voicemail like Sweet Gina did. We'll play it on the show. Or you can write us an email like the mean army man did and uh, <laughs> criticize us, say whatever you want about us. We can't do anything about it. He wasn't mean. It's what we needed to hear. Shane's responding really well to the authority that Chase brought to that email. And, you know, I get it. Honestly, we need to be whipped into shape. <sighs> That's it. Anything else? Rate and review. 
rate and review, tell your friends, post about us online, tell your local pastor, and pray for us. We really got to crack into our local pastor. Yeah, we've been neglecting the local church scene. Call your local news station, tell them that you have a a homemade device that you're going to send them if they don't play (laughs) this podcast episode on the air. Also, unsubscribe and then... um, Resubscribe, dude. If you remember, resubscribe. That's it. Bye. Check the expiration date on those soups, folks. Because they stink. I did check the expiration date. And the expiration date was... Uh, September 30th. Okay. Wow. Plenty of time left on the soup. It's 2022. Wow. We should. <laughs> yeah. Well, this. We should have really gone in on that then. That's a problem. Yeah. You should have sued. You could sue Food Story for all they're worth. You know what? You should have. You taste that one bite and you're like, this ain't good. You should have eaten the whole thing, gotten really sick, and then sued them. You should have eaten the whole thing. And then Food Story is pretty close. You could have ran back there and then puked in Food Story and been like, this was your soup. I was tempted to march right on back and be like, I just bought this soup and it smells so bad. And then they'll be like, how bad does it smell? And I'll just be like, get a whiff of this and open it up. And you say, this is actually better than it smelled. (laughs) Just a man full of sick, Lord, spoiled soup in the summer sun. That's it, baby. That's a lot. That's a lot of S's. Let's get out of here. Bye bye.